great to have this opportunity. Uh, so let me just, because I do like to wonder a wee bit. So there, for those that don't know uh, or, or haven't thought about this before, you know, Colin just like rolls out there our prophetic sense uh, for the year. So what exactly is the, the prophetic? Well, John Wimber describes it nicely as saying the supernatural ability to speak the mind of God by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit speaks to us and through us. Well, why should we ever be interested in a prophetic sense of anything, never mind what 2018 might be? Well, it's a biblical command, and also we want to be a prophetic community. We want to be a community that are about hearing what God wants to say and his heart for us, for our community, for those we come across. So it says in Jeremiah 33, 3, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 says, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts, especially prophecy. And it's a byproduct of relationship. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches, and if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If I had a tattoo, I'm not going to have a tattoo. It's a waste of time. Too hurry. Wouldn't see it. <laughs> but if I had a tattoo, I would have John 5.19. Okay? And John 5.19 in the mess, because this is what we're all about. This is what we're after. We want to know what God's doing. Because if we get on board with what God's doing and we're one with him, then it's all over. So all we have to do is find out what he's doing. Be on that Father, Son, Spirit, whatever it happens to be. Get on it. Get on it. If we get on it, it's all over and we're laughing. So John 5, 19 in the message says, I am t- this is Jesus speaking, I am telling you this straight. The Son can't independently do a thing. Only what he sees the Father doing. What the Father does, the Son does. The Father loves the Son and includes him in everything he is doing. It's also part of God's sovereign plan for us to know. Amos 3, 7 says, Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. Are we saying that we are prophets? No, we're not saying we are prophets. Are we saying we are prophetic? Yes, we are saying we are prophetic. Hmm. Why are you saying you're prophetic? Well, we're saying we are prophetic because we're embracing the supernatural reality that in the New Testament, Holy Spirit dispensation, we expect to hear his heart for us and our community Every day, every year, because that's the promise. Do we do it every day? No. Uh, do we do it every year? Yes, personally I do, and corporately I, I try to seek that, and when I have an opportunity to speak what the prophetic sense of the year is, then I would declare that in the opportunities that I have. So in Acts 2, on the day of Pentecost, the birth of the church, Peter's chaos going on, the disciples come out of the upper room. The Holy Spirit has come. People are going, what on earth is going on? It's like people from lots of nations of the, of the world were there back in the day of Pentecost uh, on the celebration, the feast. So the place is packed and these guys, these guys drunk? What's going on? Peter stands up and he says, it's nine o'clock in the morning. We're not drunk. And in the, new, in the King James Version, he says, this is that. Acts 2, 17. Uh, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. 
Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they will prophesy. And then in verse 38, at the end of his message, Peter replied, repent and be baptized. Because the people going, well, what do we need to be saved? They were, they were so cut to the heart by the, the Spirit of God, to their spirit. They're going, well, what do we need to be saved? And he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. So for the next three weeks, we're going to give the prophetic sense of what we have for DCB. Uh, Colin nicely articulated last week by saying, when you look at a diamond from different directions, you get different perspectives. So uh, I'm going to give my perspective, my sense of what the the Spirit is saying to our our community uh, and beyond. Today, next week, it's going to be Colin. The week after, it's going to be Mark. There's going to be overlap. There's going to be things that are the same. There's going to be a dovetailing. There's going to be an expanding of different details. But after these three weeks, we're going to have a sense of what he's saying. And we want to agree with it, and we want to get on it. We want to weigh and test it, but we want to agree with it and get on it. Because then together, in unity, we get more of the Spirit, Psalm 133, and more and more things happen in our midst. And if you're here visiting... Prophetic words are, it's like concentric circles. So you can get a specific, uh, and if, you're, if you happen to be listening, wherever you're listening to this podcast, right here, right now, you can appropriate prophetic words by faith and in faith. And well, what does that look like? You hear a prophetic word and it's to somebody else, you can go, that'll do. And <laughs> thank you very much. And, and you grab it by faith. I'm going to be using the word catalambano today. It's a Greek word. I'm going to hammer that sucker. I'm going to talk about catalambano. I'm going to get a fool of it. So I, I like a bit of that. I like a bit of that. Then grab hold of it. Seize it. Okay. 2018 is the year of opportunity. How would we define opportunity? In the dictionary it says a time or set of circumstances that makes it possible to do something. In the source it says a chance, a good time, an occasion, a moment favorable, appropriate, opportune or suitable time, occasion or moment, an opening, an option, a window of opportunity. Good example of biblical opportunity would be Matthew 14, 22 to 33. If you have your, your Bibles there, you can whack them out in your phones or in your hand or not. Uh, Verse 22, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up onto a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, 
he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sing, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. So Peter was motivated by his desire to be with Jesus. Tell me to come. His objective desire to be with Jesus blinded him from the risks and the dangers and the circumstances. He's a professional fisherman, for goodness sake. He's getting out of a boat in a storm. What was he thinking? What would the health and safety guy say? What was he doing? What he was doing was he was blind. I just want, you tell me to come, I'm going to come. Jesus says, come. He's going, all righty. And out he goes. He was going after Jesus. Jesus called him to be with him. Come, and Peter did the impossible. He walked in water. And that phrase, walking in water, now means in our culture, doing the impossible. And though he had a major fall in denying Jesus at the time of his crucifixion, Peter's life has, and was always marked and manifested by the fruit of being with Jesus. He was a John 15, 5 man. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And in front of the Jewish high court, under the threat of death, torture, and imprisonment, the people there, when they saw, it says in Acts 4.13, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and took note that they had been with Jesus. Opportunity. So what's the application for the year of opportunity? Well, first, we must fix our eyes on Jesus. We've got to be, what's he doing? What's, what's the Father doing? What's the Son doing? What's the, the Spirit that we must be looking for that? Fixing our eyes on him. Get the tattoo, John five nineteen. We want to be doing what he's doing. And as that, that saying goes, it's better to be looking at it than looking for it, right? Usually applicable to tools and things like that there. It's better, you know, it's better that you have it in front of you. Than, where, where, did, where did I put that? You've got it all there. Better looking at Jesus, knowing who he is, rather than get your bracelet out going, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Jesus wouldn't be asking this question because Jesus wouldn't be in this situation. Because you know him. You know what he, do, what he would do and what he wouldn't do. And the scripture it uses in uh, the Hebrew and the Greek, it uses the word yada and gnosko for the word to know. To know meaning uh, to uh, relationally experience and be one with someone. Uh, to have a, a oneness with them, a oneness with the truth, and therefore the truth will set you free, free John 8.32. So, one, we must fix our eyes on Jesus. Two, we must step out of the boat. We must respond. Well, what is our boat? Well, our boat is our comfort zone. Our boat is our secure means of transport and what we're familiar with. Maybe the same old, same old. 
and that uh, unfortunate uh, phrase, but also that has uh, sometimes such a profound element of truth, better the devil you know. That can be our, our boat. That can, well, you know, this I know. Not great, but this I know. <laughs> I don't think I could be stepping out of any boat. I'm just going to hold on to the sides in the storm. So, fix your eyes on Jesus, step out of the boat. Three, embrace the negative reality, regardless of the cost, regardless of the circumstances. But, but, but I don't know what would happen if I stepped out of the boat. I don't know where it would lead if I followed Jesus when he said, well, I really wanted him to come into my situation and to meet me in my need. And I said, come, if you tell me to come, I'll come. Whatever you ask me to do, Lord, whatever you ask me to do, I'll do. And he asked me to do something, to go, oh, I don't know. Embrace the negative reality. I don't know what this is going to look like, but this I know. He's told me to come, and as best I can discern, it's him, and I'm going to step out of the boat. I'm going to walk on the water. Whatever it takes, whatever the circumstances, whatever people might think, I'm going to go after that. Fix your eyes in Jesus. Step out of the boat. Embrace the negative reality. Lay hold of the opportunity with both hands. Kata lambano. Kata means in Greek, coming downward. Lambano means to take or to seize something. So kata lambano, the example would be in uh, Ephesians 3.17, where Paul says, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's people to grasp Kata Lambano, how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. So uh, if you were doing it, if it was in the thesaurus, it would be like to get or obtain, to grab hold of, to seize, to wrestle, to pull down, and to finally make a desired object your very own. Like somebody trying to uh, get a, not that I'm a farmer, a city boy, trying to get the sheep down or the calf down, or those westerns where they've got the, the, you know, you're going to grab hold of it with two hands. You're going to get it. Catalambano opportunity. I'm going to get it. He says, come, I'm going to respond. I'm going to go after it. Why is this attitude so important? Because there's an opportunity. And by definition, opportunities uh, need to be seized with intention. Otherwise, they can ultimately be missed. And also, if things become very difficult, and they almost certainly will because life happens, we yada gnosko know the truth, and that sets us free. So, that avoids us and prevents us from the situation with Peter where he got out there on the water. He did what no man has ever done before other than Jesus Christ. And then he had a bit of a panic attack because he realized, what am I doing? As his soul kicked in going, are you a madman? What are you doing? But his spirit said, I'm going to respond to the Lord that I know and I'm going to answer his call and I'm going to walk out to him because he's called me. But if we grab the opportunity, if we respond, if we seize it, if we press down to lay hold of it, then when circumstances happen, we're not going to wobble because we know the truth and the truth sets us free. Matthew 28 verse 20, for surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Psalm 63 verse 8 says, I cling to you, or in the message it says, I hold on to you for dear life and you hold me steady as a post. So out in the water, as we sang, where feet may feel, we hold on to the one who says, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid.
So, what will we be laying hold of in the opportunity in 2018, and what will it produce? Well, I think there are, I have a sense that there are four things that we have an invitation to in 2018. An invitation to be a year of greater intimacy. As we seek him to call us, as Peter did, so we will hear his call to come. Will we submit to that invitation, that call to come? Jeremiah 29, 12 to 14 says, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you. Good description of Catalambano. I'm, I'm just going to go after you. I'm going to seek you. I'm going, to, I'm going to look for you. I need to find you. I'm going after you. And as with Peter, the invitation to come may significantly offend our mind, rock our world, unnerve our soul. But we must respond with our spirit to the Holy Spirit and go after that closer relationship. The more we will yada gnoska know him, the more we will connect to him, the more we will be one with him, the more we will uh, make that part of our everyday existence. Song of Songs 3, 10 to 13 uh, begins by saying, My beloved spoke to me and said to me, Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, come with me. And at the end of that it says, Arise, come, my darling, my beautiful one, come with me. When Scripture repeats words over and over again, they're highly significant. He wants us to come. So it's an invitation to be a year of greater intimacy. It's an invitation to be a year of greater connection because if we do the first part of those verses in Jeremiah 29, uh, or the, the verses 13 and 14, we go after him, we seek him, then the first part of, part of that uh, section of Scripture comes to pass. Plans to, so we will then know what his plans are for us. Plans to prosper us, plans not to harm us, plans to give us a hope and a future. Well, what will that look like? Well, I don't know what that will look like. It depends what you're doing, what you're faced with. I do have a sense that for some people that are faced with, with, with obstacles and difficulties and they can see just a chink, they'll, they'll sort of go for it. They'll see that it's an opportunity and they'll press through that. And as they press through that, they'll find that they'll end up down a, on a highway. For some people, that may be a literal change of circumstances, physically, Geographically, opportunity to find a way, greater direction in your spiritual walk, in employment, in business, aha moments where you'll get wisdom and you'll get revelation. Ah, right. Then we could do this and that and, and see it and go for it. Invitation to be a year of greater direction. And probably the one I think that is, is most significant for us in this community, it's an invitation to be a year of breakthrough. Embracing the negative reality of our lives. Now, I'm not talking about New Year's resolutions, which for one, I, I never make because I just don't. Uh, but it's part of the destination disciple process. A journey with intention to become more like the destination Jesus Christ. I've talked about this a lot. We are destination disciples 
part of Destination Church, heading for the destination, Jesus Christ. Ephesians 4, 11 to 13, so that we will all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the full measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. John Piper, well-known writer and author, wrote a, a blog or something on the Tinterweb on the 172nd birthday of D.L. Moody. And he said this, Today is Dwight L. Moody's birthday, the man who, according to Christian history, without higher education, founded three schools, without theological training, reshaped Victorian Christianity, without radio or television, reached 100 million people. In honor of the Christ who saved him and the Spirit who empowered him, here's his testimony of a mighty work of God in his life. In the summer of 1871, two women of Dwight L. Moody's congregation felt an unusual burden to pray for him. That the, quote, that the Lord would give him the baptism of the Holy Ghost and of fire. Moody would see them praying in the front row of his church and he was irritated. But he soon gave in and in September he began to pray with them every Friday afternoon. He felt like his ministry was becoming a sounding brass with little power. On the November 24, 1871, Moody's church building was destroyed in the great Chicago fire. He went to New York to seek financial help. Day and night, he would walk the streets desperate for the touch of God's power in his life. Then suddenly, and he writes, one day in the city of New York, oh, what a day. I can't describe it. I seldom refer to it. It is almost too sacred an experience to name. I can only say that God revealed himself to me and I had such an experience of his love that I had to ask him to stay his hand. I went to preaching again. The sermons were not different. I did not present any new truths and yet hundreds were converted. I would not be placed back where I was before that blessed experience if you should give me all the world. It would be small dust in the balance. So what's that all about? Here's a punchline. This is the year of opportunity for you not, for you to not ask for the Lord to stay his hand of love. Especially if we have been indifferent to him dealing with our stuff. Especially if we are lacking a value for no pain, no gain, and just it's just going to be too painful. I, I, I just can't do that. And with that, I want to say we're Romans 8, 1 people. There is no condemnation or judgment. This is an opportunity, a caralambano opportunity to not let him stay his love, his hand of love, and to experience the fullness of what he wants to bring into. You may also be someone uh, who hesitates to the question, do you want to get better? Do you want to get well? Do you want to get that thing sorted out because of the cost involved? There was a whole clatter of disciples that's remained in the boat and watched Peter get over the edge and walk because they feared for their lives and because it was stormy. Cata Lambano, there is a sovereign opportunity to deal with our stuff decisively and significantly. Issues of the past, the present, and the future. So let the Holy Spirit come 
and convict you. Bring things to mind right now. Let faith arise. Vision arise. That chapters could be closed. Tidied up. Tied off. 2018, an opportunity to overcome that which has overcome you. Let him come now. Peter, forgive me if I'm wrong. I see a a Jack Russell that's been snapping at your heels and yapping at you for far too long. 2018 is the time to put a, a lead around the neck of that Jack Russell and lead it to the pound and get it out of your life. You, sir, have an invitation to get the stuff done, to get the deal done, to get it finished, to, for it to be in the past, for it to be no more. You, sir, have an invitation to be unrecognizable this time next year. What happened to him? What happened to him? I'm not talking about you going all holy and religious. I'm talking about what happened to him? opportunity to see something. And if you're here and you're going, well, he didn't do that to me, or you're listening to this on podcast, well, I wish I could be there. What I said at the start, Cara Lambano, go, that'll do. I have a Jack Russell I can think of. I've actually got a, quite a number of Jack Russells. I get mauled every time I come into the house and close the door. Lay hold of it. Say, okay, year of opportunity. I'm going for this. If this is what the Lord wants to do, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to do this. So, greater intimacy, greater direction, year of breakthrough, embracing the negative reality, an invitation to be a year of great moments. A little nod to the pastor who always has his film reference in the film Miracle. It says, great moments are born out of great opportunities. It's a great opportunity. It's a great moment. Sporting analogies work really well. It's a goal! 94th minute. It, was a, it became the great opportunity to get his head on the ball, and he missed it. Oh! Great opportunities can have great moments. 2018, opportunity for great moments. Walking water, great moments of doing the possible, doing the impossible. Testimonies of healings and lives saved and restored in this community. And it's not about, oh, that's the community. It's about us. It's about me. It's about you having a testimony of something God has done in you or through you. Let faith arise. And I have a sense that if DCB responds, Caralambano's this invitation, goes after it, responds in faith integrity and obedience, then there's an invitation for us to hit a number of 65 in 2018. What would that be like in here? I mean, we've got a few extra, uh, the numbers are slowly starting. You know, notice the way the numbers have started to nudge up in the last couple of months? Just a couple of them going, hey, it's feeling a bit, bit crowded in here today. It's not. But you know what I mean? From where we come from, 65. I don't want to like focus on the number, but the invitation is significantly, significantly, significantly more than what we currently have. Let's cattle that battle. 
let's get it. Let's be thinking. As Claire said, well, who could I think of? Huh, right, okay, I haven't, I'm going to just, you know what? I know you need him. I know the vehicle for you getting him and understanding, getting your life transformed, become a destination disciple, be more like Jesus Christ, is in the context and in the community of DCP. I am after you. I've set my crosshairs on you, and I'm going to cut out Lambano you on a spur seat in our midst, in our community. Get the crosshairs out. This is not a motivational talk, okay? This is a prophetic message where your spirit should be engaging with it. Spirit to spirit going, yeah, I think I like a bit of that. Please stand with me. Let's be after in 2018 the Catalambano's invitation of the spirit to come. Do you want a greater hunger and thirst for his presence and intimacy? Do you want clearer eyes to see what the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit is doing? Do you want revelation? Do you want more of that catalambana, whatever he's talking about, that just more faith, uh, application, intention, intensity to go after the opportunity that he's given me? If you can answer yes to any of those questions, please come and join me at the front. We're going to worship the Spirit who says, Come. We're going to engage with him and then we're going to receive his ministry. Please come.